Welcome back to this week's episode of the Baseball Plug. I'm your host, Michael Fleischman. Join alongside me, my co-host and good friend, Nicholas Bear. Nick, how's it going? I'm doing very well today. Uh, it's been a relaxing day knowing that Emmanuel Acho has been in shambles all day long and he'll be in shambles for the rest of his life. So that's good. And his show is probably going to get canceled soon because he's a fool. But other than that, I'm doing well. How are you? Wow. Um it's an aggressive start to the episode. We're not even 25 seconds in. Um, I'm healthy and breathing and I guess a little less angry and happy than you are. Anyway, we've got a lot of free agency news to go over, so we'll just dive right in. <laughs> Starting from the top with Aaron Judge, who returns to the Yankees on a nine-year, $360 million contract. He's going to retire a Yankee. He's going to play out through his age 40 season. He got the bag, and um, the Yankees keep their guy. He stayed in New York for a little less money, which is going to go over incredibly well amongst Yankee fans. The Yankees did what they needed here. It was kind of expected. I mean, you and I both talked about it before the winter meeting started. Uh, This was kind of what we felt the whole time until the winter meeting started, I would say. Because I think when it came down to the fact that he was still a free agent by the time the winter meeting started, you and I kind of felt like, you know what, maybe he does want to leave or maybe the Yankees aren't meeting this asking price because it just felt like if both sides really wanted to be together, he would have re-signed quicker than he did. But sure enough, they came to an agreement for, as you said, nine years, 360. I didn't really see that money coming his way. I didn't think it would be 360 until – we saw the Trey Turner deal, which we'll get to in a little bit. I thought Aaron Judge would be a little closer to 300, but it's a fantastic deal. I think it's great for baseball that Aaron Judge stays in in New York. Uh, he's meant to be there. And uh, like you said, he's going to retire a Yankee, so it's good all around. And I know we've listed off these numbers, or I have for sure, but just a reminder of how good he was last year. A 10.6 war, 62 home runs, obviously the new American League record, 131 RBIs. An OPS of one dot triple one and a two eleven OPS plus. I mean, he did everything right. He won the MVP, an All Star, Silver Slugger. Probably should have won a Gold Glove. Led the league in runs scored, home runs, RBIs, walks, on base percentage, slugging, OPS, OPS plus, and total bases, and basically every other major statistical category. He almost won the Triple Crown. I, I mean, really, he just did everything last year. And uh, there's nothing he can't do. Yeah, I mean, and and doing all of this while playing center field for basically the first time um, in his major league career. Moving on, Trey Turner goes to the Phillies. I think we both had that happening. 11 years, $300 million. That is official. He's had the Philly press conference, all the all nine of those yards and um Trey Turner going back to the East Coast where we know he wanted to be, Nick. 
I'm neither of us were surprised. Like you said, it just seemed like a match made in heaven. He wanted to go back to the East Coast. The Phillies made him their number one target going into the offseason, kind of all matched up. Just like you said, with Aaron Judge passing up on more money, uh, Trey Turner said he was not going for the most money. He just wanted to be somewhere where his family was happy, where he's happy. That's the Phillies. Uh, I know that you had previously told me that the Dodgers should have really brought him back or you thought, you know, if they didn't, they would be kind of screwed in a way. But I just don't think there was ever a realistic chance he was coming back. So fantastic deal, except for the part where the 11 years kind of caught me off guard. I was a little surprised about that. Um, 11 years for a guy who has put together one of the better resumes we've seen um, in, in his eight-year playing career. He's he's done it all. All-star multiple times. Silver Slugger. He finished second in the Rookie of the Year voting. He's been an MVP voting. He's won a World Series. He's won a batting title. Career OPS plus of over 120 I mean, coming off a, a really good year where he hit 21 homers, drove in 100, hit basically 300. He's fast. He plays okay defense. I mean, he's incredibly athletic. He's a good locker room presence to have. I, I The 11 years does shock me, but I think that's what the Phillies had to do to get over that hump to, to make sure that he was definitely theirs. And I think that's something that they're okay with. Uh, the way I see it, the reason the Phillies gave him the 11 years, it actually makes a ton of sense, although I wouldn't have wanted the Dodgers to do it, is it lowers his AAV per year because it's not front-loaded or back-loaded. It's straight through. And I think this only means he's making $27 million a year, where when you put it that way, the first couple of years of that deal is going to be fantastic for a $27 million a year player, Trey Turner's caliber. I think that is fantastic. They did the same thing with Bryce Harper, this deal has a full no trade clause, no opt outs. So he's there for the rest of his career. But I just, I don't know about signing someone going into their age 30 season for 11 years. That just, that makes me uncomfortable. Speaking of a guy going into an older season for more time than we thought, Jacob DeGrom, who will be starting his eight, his season this year at age 35, basically almost 35, since a five year. 185 million that's 37 million dollars a year deal with the Texas Rangers that's a mutual option for 2028 and this is a guy who i i think is i i would take him over any pitcher ever i think he is the best pitcher we've ever seen i don't think he will wind up being the greatest pitcher ever just purely because of health but he hasn't really pitched i mean 12, 15, 11, 27, 38. In the last three years, 38 games started. In 2019 alone, he started 32. 32 the year before. 31 the year before that. He hasn't been on the field. And to to pay one guy that much money for that long, I I don't really know what to make. He's incredibly deserving of a contract like that. But on the other side, who really thinks it's a smart idea. I mean, clearly Texas does, but. Uh, no, I don't think they think it's a smart idea. I think they knew that the position they're in compared to other teams talking to Jacob DeGrom, they're not as, as far ahead when it comes to being a winning organization. They had to overpay for him just to get him. But 
this this deal made me cringe. I mean, it was just five, possibly six years for Jacob DeGrom. I mean, you mentioned his injury history. Compare, Go compare the, the innings pitch in his last three seasons, going back to the 2020 shortened season, to the total money he got in this contract with the six-year option. 224 innings pitched in the past three seasons combined. $222 million up in this contract if that six-year option is picked up. That's a million dollars per inning the past three years that he's pitched. That is, in my opinion, a terrible deal, and this is not going to work out for the Rangers. And, and I mean, sure, when he's been on the field, he's been phenomenal. As Nick said, in those three years from 2020 to 2022, 224 innings pitched, a 2.05 ERA, 38 games started, win-loss ratio of 16 to 8. If you weird and care about shit like that, 352 strikeouts to go along with only 37 walks, but the best ability is availability, and Jacob DeGrom has not been available. Um, So there's that. He is also going into his thirty, his age thirty five season. So how much does he really have left in the tank after being injured for so long? I mean, in perspective, to put it into perspective, Clayton Kershaw is age thirty four and two hundred sixty eight days. Jacob Degrom is age thirty four and seventy six days. That's a ninety two day difference. So this guy, so we got one guy on one hand, Clayton Kershaw, who are acting like is about to fall apart. And he's only 92 days older than Jacob DeGrom. And he's been on the field more than he has in the past three years. So, you know, just take that for But even with Clayton Kershaw, he hasn't been as healthy as he was in his prime. He's he's a given to be on the uh, the IL at least once a year at this point, or the injured list. So No, I agree. Um, moving on, Xander Bogarts and the Padres come to an agreement for an 11-year, $280 million contract. So Bogarts will retire a Padre pending any releases or sent down to the minors or trades in the last year and a half of the contract. Uh, all Xander does is hit. He's not a good defender by any stretch of the imagination, but all this guy does is hit. As a Yankee fan, I've watched him do it to us since 2015. It's it's just been incredible to watch him play, especially as a shortstop when we weren't getting a whole lot of offensive production when he first broke into the league. But the last one, two, three, four, five years, it's been Xander's time. An 880 OPS, 133 OPS plus, 27 homers, 101 RBIs per 162 games, 300 batting average. No one has ever said anything negative about Xander Bogarts in a locker room. He's got a World Series. He's got a ton of playoff experience. I think this moves really well for the Padres. For a team that, although they do have some veterans, they have nobody on that team who's won anything. Nobody there has won anything. The closest that anyone there has really got to anything was... I mean, Blake Snell went to the World Series. I don't know if you Darvish Darvish. Yeah, I don't know if he won it. Was he there when they won it? No, he wasn't there when they won it. No, they, they made it in 2020, right? They made it in 2020, but lost to the Dodgers. That's but I'm not, I'm not talking. That's not real playoff experience, though. Like but, but when when was the other time Tampa made a World Series or shit? They had it. That's right? the no, only thing that can be considered. Yeah. So no. I, 
you know. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think one second of this contract's gonna work out. I really don't. I think Xander Bogarts the past couple of years has gotten much worse against the fastball. I know, like you said, he's a great hitter, but he's gotten much worse against the fastball. I think this dude is already on the decline at, at his age 30 season. This, the Padres are going to regret this from day one. But the reason the Padres did this is an insurance policy mm-hmm. because Manny Machado can opt out of his deal. An incredibly after expensive insurance policy, even insurance policy nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, first off, I don't know how the Red Sox let him go. That That's my first question. But Xander Bogart is not worth $280 million. I, as good as he is, he's not worth $280 million. Like you said, he's very limited. I don't think he's worth 11 years. I don't think he's worth either. Sure, you can argue that. Uh, but I I could say that about a lot of guys, but it's just the way the market has gone this year. But, no, I don't think for one second this contract's going to work out for the Padres. I think they're going to regret it early. And, I mean, time will tell, but there are a lot of questions as far as the Padres go. What is gonna? What's the deal with Tatis? You know, he comes back. What 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 can we expect? Will Manny be here going? Will Manny you know go somewhere else when he opts out in free agency? What's gonna go on there? Is he gonna test the waters? There are a lot of questions, and like Nick said, it's an insurance policy, far be it a really fucking expensive one. But I, I guess that's kind of the the hand that the Padres that the Padres are forced to play with now. Ultimately, the way the Padres see it is in 2023, they see an opening where they can, I, you know, I don't know that they're necessarily super focused on just taking down the Dodgers now because they did that in the playoffs last year, but they see an opening now where the Dodgers probably aren't going to be as good as last year. And we'll get to the Dodgers later. The Phillies to me, yeah, Trey Turner's a great signing, but I don't necessarily even no. think they're that much better than last year. Uh, there's no clear favorite right now in the National League to me. The Mets are spending, but they're not that good, in my opinion, or not as good as last year. Uh, so the Padres see this opening for 2023 as their window before Manny can opt out and before Juan Soto becomes a free agent after the 2024 season. So they have this that, window. to win Their right window is small, year. and they're trying to make something happen. Um, yeah. See, did they get anybody else? No, no one of any real noteworthy. Let's see, just some quick things to get going. Uh, Tawan Walker, Phillies, 72 mil, four years. That's my one-word answer. I thought that was another overpay, but Philly did, in fact, need another starter. Yep. And you know what? I kind of like their rotation of Nola, Wheeler, Suarez, and Walker. I don't think it's the best, but I think it's pretty solid. No, it's, it's a, it'll play. Uh, Wilson Contreras stays in the NL Central, just going over to the Cardinals. He's not going to be a Cub. Five years, $87.5 million. I'm cool with this deal. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it as well. I think it was either the Cardinals or the Astros for him, but he definitely wasn't going back to the Cubs. Rather, it was the Cardinals than the Astros. And then um, some starting pitching. Uh, you're going to have to help me with this name right here. Yeah, so that's starting pitcher Kodai Senga yeah. from the Japanese League. Yeah, well, yeah, I knew that. I just didn't want to butcher the name too badly. Five years, 75 mil with the Mets. I can't see giving five years to a guy who's never played Major League Baseball. Um, the money, in, I'm kind of okay with. I know he throws really hard, which is good. Um, but there's that. 
I'm not even going to acknowledge the Jose Quintana signing. I didn't know he still existed. I'm going to be honest with you. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the Mets did go get pitching. They went and got Verlander two years, 86 mil with a third year vesting option, $35 million. They had to because they just lost Bassett. Also, they lost Walker. They lost Bassett and they lost the Grom. They had to. But like, uh... okay, so I'm just going to start this off by saying I did go out on a limb and predict Justin Verlander to the Mets. I said that and you were like, there's no way they're going to have two 40 year olds at the top of their rotation. But I was like, because every sign was pointing to him going to the Dodgers. And then the Mets lose to Grom and they immediately get Verlander like the day after. It yeah. wasn't even 48 hours after, but they kind of had to. But um, I didn't even think he'd get this much at 40. Uh, it helps when you win Cy Young. Though. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, Jose Brayu Astros. I think we talked about that. Josh Bell Guardians, two years, 33. Cool little pickup for the Guardians that are a sneaky good team. Um, Mitch Hanager goes to the Giants. I don't really care. Clevenger to the White Sox. Don't care either. Bassett to the Jays. We said something about that. I think that was 53, not 63. I thought it was 63. I'm, let me double check Jeff Passan, but I think it was 63. I, think I, 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 mean, I think it was 63. 63. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Right. I don't know about 63 for him. Yeah, it's a little bit much. Uh, Christian Vasquez, do you deal with the Twins? In terms of the deal, we don't know. So I would assume the Astros will go get a catcher in a trade, is my guess. I don't know. I think they like Martin Maldonado as the starter because he's he's great defensively. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. but Yeah, but he was also Verlander and Cole's personal catcher, and they are both now gone. That's true, but he's still under contract. I don't think I they, they get go past him. I think he's catcher number one, but he's not going to start 140 games. I agree. Jameson Tyone gets a bag with the Cubs, four years, $68 million. He's better than Chris Bassett. So Tyone doesn't really move me if they want him to be this, the number one starter. Then. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think Tyone is a solid three. I think he's, yeah. a, I think he's a solid three. I think he's like, an incredibly good four, but like, I, I but as 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 a guy who's incredibly high on Tyone when he came to the Yankees and while he was with the Yankees, he will go on little runs, and you'll think he's the best pitcher you've ever seen, like th- just runs of sheer utter dominance where he's just incredibly good, and um, you look at the ERA numbers and you're like, oh three nine four one, like that's not great. And those are all inflated by like three or four game stretches where if you take it away, you're looking at like a three two ERA pitcher. Like he's really good. I I genuinely think he's one of the more under it. He's got a he's got a really lively fastball. He's worked really well with the curveball, the changeup. He's incorporated a cutter and a sinker. A lot of Yankee pitchers incorporated a cutter last year. He was one of them. I think it's a good move for the Cubs. I don't think they're going to do anything, but, you know, <laughs> cool. Honestly, I think the only way the Cubs are good next year, which someone we don't have up there, they brought in Cody Bellinger and hope, uh, hoping to fix him. I think the only way they do anything, like, is if they get Cody Bellinger back to his MVP form, which I don't think is going to happen. I don't see it. 
But if you get him back to his MVP form, I think they can make a little bit of noise because I think they won 77 games last year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't they finish really off care. the season pretty good, but I don't really give a fuck. Trades Colton Wong to the Mariners for Winker and Abraham Toro. Who was who was Colton Wong with? He was he was with he Milwaukee. Was yeah. Yeah. I think it was Cardinals, Brewers, now Mariners. Or was he with someone else in between? No, no, he was. No, he was. That's. I just don't really give a fuck about that, to be honest with you. I'm not even going to waste my breath by analyzing that. Cool, whatever. The Braves get Sean Murphy, and this happened today. And this was a little bit of a head scratcher for me, at least. So it was a three. Three team trade. Braves get all-star Sean Murphy. A's get left-handed Kyle Moeller. He's their number five prospect now. Utility, some Estory Ruiz, the six. Right-hand pitcher Freddie Tarnock, the 11 prospect. And right-hand pitcher Royber Salinas, the 26 prospect. And catcher Manny Pena. That was really hard to read. And um, the Brewers get William Contreras, Justin Yager, and Joel Pampas. I... Part of me thinks the Braves got fleeced here. I have to agree. I don't think that's just you. I'm, I'm, I'm not really understanding it. But, yeah. I, I, I'm I mean, not really all there. And I don't know how the Brewers got involved in this. I don't understand how the Brewers are involved in this. The, the 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 Braves get Murphy. I get that. He comes from the A's. They say, A's, here are all these prospects. How do the Brewers wind up with Contreras and these other two fools? I think the biggest reason is the Brewers did have a need at catcher. But but I, but but how did they get that? How how did that happen? Like de- dead ass, how did they come in? How did they pull up in there? Because what did they give no in the idea. trade? Who did they get? I have no idea why the Braves even traded William Contreras. No, I understand, but who 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 did the Brewers give up? I have I no, like I'm I'm not saying like oh the prospect is a no name. Is there a prospect in there that is theirs? I think there's someone there. I just I, look. I just took it right off Jeff Passan's tweet, pretty much, and he didn't indicate who was from the Brewers and who was from the Braves. That doesn't make any sense to me. How no, do I mean. The Braves didn't get enough. Let's see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This fool is in class A. Did the Brewers win the trade? Question mark. The Brewers, Milwaukee fleeced everyone. People forget that Ruiz had 85 steals. I do Who is this Ruiz fool? Who is this Ruiz fool? Who is this? He's like a super utility guy that's barely. I think, I think he, I think. Let's see who this fool played for. Who was he was a who are you? I don't know who any of these people are. I can't even tell. Oh, I think no, okay. So he was Milwaukee. Ruiz was Milwaukee. Yes. Okay. I think that's literally it. I think Moeller as everyone else is from the Braves, right? 
I think so. I'm, I'm like 98% sure Kyle Moore was like a Brave top prospect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first picture that pops up is him in a Braves uni. So, yes. Okay. I. So, literally, I, they just traded Ruiz and they got no one. Did they get the, the other two guys from the A's? And then Contreras. I, I know Pino was an A. I know that or, or, or Pino was a Brave. I know Moore was a Brave. Let's see who this Freddie Taranoff fool is. Well, no, he you are also a brave, and then Royber, Royber Salinas. What you're telling me is the Brewers gave the Braves nobody. No, the Brewers, the Brewers, the Brewers. Okay, the only person that the Brewers gave up was Esturi Ruiz, and they walked away with William Contreras and these Justin Yeager and Joel Pampas. That's confusing. I right, bro. The Brewers really just were like, yo, we want in on this shit. Like, here's this random fool. You guys, let's go. That's that's literally what happened. How do a three cha- how does a three-team trade where they're called two GMs are calling each other like and they accidentally butt dial one of the other guys? He's like, yo, I guess I can give you like Ruiz, but like, <laughs> how does that work? Okay. I don't know. Um, know. This was a weird trade. I just felt incomplete. Like, I felt like the Braves had to be getting Willie Adamas, too. Anyway. um, It just, it feels incomplete. Like, I still, I can't really believe that's the entire trade. Speaking of Braves, Dansby Swanson is still on the market, as well as Carlos Correa. We'll see where they go. I don't really give a fuck. Rodon, Ivaldi, Waka, Kluber, Syndergaard are the top starting pitchers left. Rodon is a Yankee. I don't care about anybody else. Mets payroll is over $400 million with penalties. Will Steve Cohen ever stop? Are they contenders? No, he will never stop. And no, they are not contenders. The Mets are always frauds. They're a playoff team. You guys should know this by now. The Mets, to me are still the third best team in that division. I, I think the Phillies are better than them. And I think the Braves are the best team in that division. I think, yeah, we've had this conversation that it's the Braves division to lose. Yeah. Um, What's next for Yankees after keeping Judge, Rodon, Correa, Reynolds, Lopez, future shortstop? Who's Lopez? Ronaldo oh, uh, Lopez? Pablo Lopez. Pablo, Pablo Lopez. Oh, yeah, that's been floating around. Don't matter. Rodon's a Yankee. Correa won't be a Yankee. Um, I don't see Reynolds happening, and I don't see Pablo Lopez happening. I think they definitely go out and get Rodon, and then either one of Volpe or Peraza will be traded along with probably Glaber Torres, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a trade that would be – like I, I predicted you guys getting Rodon the last time we did a recording. I think you guys will trade for Brian Reynolds. I really do. Uh, I I don't know. I – I, I don't know. Well, whatever. We'll see. Um, Donaldson's future, just throw him out in the street for one year. I just, He's just there for defense, huh? No, I just I hate him so, so badly. I, I can't begin to speak about it. Um, the Dodgers have been quiet. What's up with that? Youth movement for 2023. No more Justin Turner, maybe. Are they looking at Otani for next year? Nick, you can attest to this better than I can. I don't really care. I honestly believe the Dodgers. Well, okay, there's 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 two factors going into this. One, two. the Dodgers certainly clearing. Did I say one? No, I said no, no, you said there are two, and I said one. 
No, there's two factors playing into this. I know. One, I'm saying number one. Okay. <laughs> number one is that the Dodgers don't know what's going to happen yet with Trevor Bauer. and he They don't count. know what's going to happen yet with Trevor Bauer. And he could count up to $60 million against the payroll next he year. He could count up to $60 million. That's not 59 That's $60. And secondly, I the Dodgers Second. have really liked Otani since he was a teenager, and he's going to be a free agent next year. Otani will be a free agent next year. The Dodgers liked him since he was a teenager. That sounds a little odd when I say it coming out of my mouth. But um <laughs> So yeah, I think I think that's where the Dodgers are looking for. And look, the the Dodgers are not as good as last year, but the Dodgers are still a playoff team. Uh speaking of teams that are not as good as last year, the Red Sox got Xander Walk. We talked about this, but what we did not talk about is what that means for Rafael Devers. I think that means he's going to walk right out the door if they don't trade him. I think they get, they're going to have to trade him um, during the deadline. Uh, hashtag Devers to the Yankees. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, he's gone. He's got to be gone. I mean, since Hein Bloom took over that organization, he's torn down the entire championship core of Bogarts, Betts, Benintendi, Bradley, and Vasquez. I, I don't know what they're doing over there, but – I know well, we didn't even fans. talk about Benintendi. He's still up there for a free agent. Just yeah, he's now. still there. But no, I don't know what Heimblum is doing over there. I, I don't get Yeah, it. there are a lot of questionable decisions that have been made in Beantown. Boston's Beantown, right? Yep. I was, yeah. Cool. Whatever. Um, What's up with the Brave shortstop situation? I don't really know. I don't really care, to be honest with you. Um. I think they like Von Grisham. I think that's who they're riding with, and uh, yeah, they're gonna ride with just, a prospect. Like, a f- okay, yeah. I, I mean, well, I, what Dansby's asking is for like two hundred something plus. I just do not think that he is worth that. I, I, I don't think people realize how much I just don't buy into the Dansby Swanson hype. Like, I just think this market has been crazy. We've talked about it multiple times throughout the offseason already. It's, it's I, I, I mean. Last year, people were like, oh, Dansby, great season. 99 OPS plus. Not even a league amateur. This year, people were like, Dansby, great season. Like, good season. Yes, like very good season. 115 OPS plus. That that means he's giving you what DJ LeMahieu's giving you. Which is and not as good of a glove. He's a good glover. Yeah. Bullshit! That 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 award. Borderline gold cover. That no, he won it, but that award means literally nothing. That that award means literally nothing. It's a bullshit I, award. Did Aaron Judge should have won gold glove earlier when we he talked about it? Should have. Should have won the Cyan too. Everything you could have given him. Um, Giants miss out on big names. Whatever we talked about the Phillies and the Padres spending. Um. The inflation in the market is kind of crazy. Like, there are guys that are getting contracts that are just significantly too big for them, that they have no business getting paid that much money, and they're getting paid that much money. I think it's kind of wild, but it's good when everyone's getting paid. I agree. I think it, it's healthy for baseball that, that people are spending money left and right, but yep. there's not – I think the Aaron Judge contract is the most reasonable because we're talking about a $40 million AAV coming off an MVP season, but there's not another contract out there that I'm like, yeah, I like that contract. Yeah. I, 
I mean, like, let's, let's go back up. Hey, go on, get your bag. What can I say? Sure. I mean, I I like Bell's contract. Yes. I, okay. I I did forget to mention that. Yeah. I, I like Bell's contract. Benefited by the fact that the Bell finished the season off slowly and his yeah. price went down. Yeah, I like Bell's contract, but that's basically it. Uh, trade market heating up. I I guess who cares? Um, we'll see that when it happens. I don't buy into rumors. I buy into what happens when passing tweets. List the notable free agents, Guriel, Segura, Turner, Brandon Drury, Andrew Benatendi, Jerickson Profar, Michael Conforto, J.D. Martinez, Michael Brantley, Trey Mancini, Nelson Cruz, Matt Carpenter, Andrew McCutcheon, Zach Granke, Craig Kimbrough, Andrew Chafin, and Michael Fulmer. Nobody cares about literally any of you until you sign a contract. I'm not doing that bullshit. You're not? It's funny. You want to you do the segment? Go ahead, bud. Yeah, all right. So apparently, Arson Judge is now a free agent. If nobody was paying attention, John Heyman kind of jumped the gun a little bit and thought Aaron Judge was heading to the Giants. And he tweeted out, Arson Judge is going to the Giants. And then he had to delete that tweet. It was out there for seven minutes, and then he had to delete it. And so now, apparently, Arson Judge is, like, the next big name in free agency to sign. Personally, I don't really know where he's going to go, but I think he's probably the best free agent in MLB history. So I, I think every every team should be calling about Arson Judge. Who would they be calling exactly, Nick? Every team would be calling Arson Judge. Call him directly. He doesn't have an agent. He's too good for an agent. Too good for, too good for Scott Morris. Too good for Scott Boris. That's going to do it for us for this week's episode of the Baseball Plug Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fleischman. And I'm Nicholas Bear. You can find me on Instagram at MSF0416 underscore and on Twitter, which thank God is still around, Micah, M-I-C-A-H underscore 0416. And you can find me on Twitter at NicholasBear7 and on Instagram at Nicholas underscore Bear 00. Uh, happy holidays to everybody. Happy Hanukkah, pussy. And Christmas if you celebrate that thing. Peace out.